Greetings, fellow travelers. Welcome to the 14th level of the RPG Cave. I am one of your hosts, the level 99 human archmage, and I'm joined, as always, by the level 99 elf ranger, Mr. Garrett Bland. Garrett, how are you doing on this fine Saturday morning, good sir? I'm doing great. A little busy. I got to take the PC out of my room. I'm switching transition to my work laptop, but everything seems to be going okay. Um, I'm very excited to sell this PC, actually, and, and transfer to a, a new laptop. That's, um, that sounds like it's going to be fun. You're going to play so many uh, MMOs on it or other games. Probably not. On MMOs. the go. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, maybe MMOs. I don't know. We'll see. I only brought that up because that's the topic of today's show, folks. It is MMOs. See, that was a nice, clean segue, Garrett. There was no problem. That was a good it. segue. <laughs> uh, before we get into MMOs, of course, as always, we got to clean the garage a little bit, even though cleaning the garage is what we call it on the Xbox. Show. We're going to clear the dungeon of these pesky mods. We're going to clear the dungeon. Yes, it's, it's all good. I mean, you know, it's all pipes, Garrett. It's fine. Um, so first off, if you like what we do and you want to support the show, there are a number of ways to do that. Of course, you can subscribe to us on YouTube, youtube.com slash You can see our beautiful faces every single week, except for when the camera doesn't work or something like that. But it was fun last week. So, I mean, you know, we uh, at least had one good, clean, you know, video show at least for a week. So that's true. Check us out there if you want to uh, do see us there. And you can support us, of course, by subscribing to the channel, liking the videos, sharing with your friend, all that stuff that YouTubers tell you to do. Which, by the way, Garrett, at the time we're recording this, and this may actually have changed by the time, you know, two weeks from now have happened or, or the, the time you're listening to this has happened. Um, we have officially hit 400 YouTube subscribers on the channel oh, and nice. we are well on our way to 500 subscribers. When we actually hit 500 subscribers, we'll be giving away one year of Xbox game pass ultimate oh, so, to deal. one subscriber. So uh, if you want to get in on that, of course, again, you can support us for free. Just subscribe to us on YouTube um, and you'll be entered into that contest. You don't need to do anything else beyond that. We'll get in touch with you next up. We're also on Twitter, but Garrett, we also need to bring this up too. We are no longer on Twitter at the RPG Cave because the RPG Cave account has been closed down because we actually have a new Twitter account, twitter.com slash Yumi Capriz or just at Yumi Capriz with an S at the end of it. Um, Follow us on Twitter um, because we'll be tweeting out about all the shows there, including the RPG Cave. That's where you'll find the question post um, now every single week on that uh, Twitter page as opposed to on the RPG cave Twitter page. Uh, so go give us a follow there. Um, plus we'll have some cool things to talk about over the next couple of weeks. So you're, de- you're definitely going to stay tuned to there, especially because we have some contests and stuff coming up too. So that's that, exciting. Last but not least, of course, if you want early access to this and all of our shows, of course, patreon.com slash Yumi Capri is how you do that through a little tip in the old tip jar and get early access to all of our shows as well as some exclusive shows like the Yumi Capri podcast, like the pants Patreon podcast for patrons podcast, that's a mouthful. All right. Let's <laughs> finally read from the sacred text because, Garrett, this is a topic I've been very excited to talk to you about ever since we started coming up with yeah. ideas for the show. Because as folks know, I love MMOs. I mean, I've been a big mm-hmm. MMO person for a long time, and I'm just super excited to kind of dive into just what MMOs are all about and and uh, what some of our favorite MMOs and, and uh, whatnot were. Now, of course, we talked about this before uh coming up with this topic but we wanted to time this with the release of new world this week garrett but <laughs> yeah. it got delayed and then it sounds like it's going to get delayed again so we were like you know what let's just let's just go roll with the episode it'll now. be okay yeah, yeah it'll be fine but we'll talk about new world in a little bit because that's an mmo 
for another day. But Garrett, I want to ask you mm-hmm. the same thing that we usually ask whenever we do a big kind of like broad topic like this. Mm-hmm. How did you get into MMOs? Because I'm really curious of what your MMO story is, if you even have one. Okay, I have a few MMO stories. Uh, MMOs, uh, I, I played a few of them when I was younger, probably in middle and high school mainly, just because it was like it was free and it was multiplayer and I can play with my friends. And so there are a couple of selective MMOs that are in my wheelhouse, actually separate from you. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first MMO that really caught my eye in, in middle school was RuneScape. Nice. I remember that game. <laughs> That's old school. Uh, it's old school stuff. And I remember um, that was the first time when I knew what a subscription service was. I, I didn't understand the concept of what a subscription service for a video game or an MMO in general were until then. It's like, oh, I can get a cool membership with RuneScape and I get the, you can unlock certain areas. I remember in there it was like five bucks a week or something like that. I remember begging my parents. I'm like, please <laughs> let me get this $5 a week. So I get this premium membership. Ooh, $5 a week. That's, that's, uh, that's uh, definitely a quite the price. That's like $20 yeah. a month, which is again, not too crazy nowadays, but back when RuneScape was out, that was actually a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. And I lo- was it was all on browser, too. It was all internet-based for RuneScape. And I remember just leveling up my character and just, just messing around with it. Um, I love how the freedom of MMOs as well. You can do basically whatever you want. You want to do quests, you can do that. You can trade items. You can level up different skill sets if you want to. I just like the freedom of MMOs. It's kind of like more of a lifestyle, more than a video game that's beginning to end. It's like, no, I'm going to be this character for ends on in, on in, on in. Like, like mm-hmm. as, as far as you're going to take it. Yeah. Um, you're going to embody so. the character guy, as, as someone might say. Mm-hmm. So RuneScape was my first big MMO. The second big MMO in my wheelhouse is actually MapleStory. Um, I don't know if you heard of that's MapleStory. That's quite the callback. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, I started that in middle school as well. And it was a really cool 2D Korean animated video game. It's still going on right now. Both RuneScape and MapleStory is still going on on Steam. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I played that in the like earlier times. I think it was much better in the earlier times as well. You get to choose your classes. You get to, um, again, go through the side quests. I love playing with my friends in there. I remember just Friday and Saturday nights. It's like, all right, what are you going to do? I'm going to play six seven hours of this mmo and like do thir- 300 party quests with my friends like mm-hmm. that that was like my lifestyle with with maple story so anyway those were the two tedpole mmos in my wheelhouse brian nice yeah i mean i, I mm-hmm. that's the thing i've never played maple story myself but i used to hear stories from it all the time because uh, I, I did a girl who was really really into maple story um and yeah. she tells me all kinds of like really like weird and crazy stories from from playing maple story so i could imagine it being quite the game garrett and, and it's kind of crazy that both those are still going on today and we'll we'll talk about it in kind of the history of mmos but even some of the earliest mmos even earlier than those games are actually still going wow. today too um but yeah. we'll talk about that in a little bit that's you know foreshadowing for later in the show um as mm-hmm. for me um i actually got started with some of the bigger MMOs with, as opposed to you, Garrett, or some of the <laughs> non-niche ones. Cause the first MMO I ever played was final fantasy 11. Um, I actually, mm-hmm. 
um, obviously was a big Final Fantasy fan uh, from the PlayStation 1 era. Um, and at the time, I didn't really know what an MMO was. Um, and I really didn't learn about MMOs. And this, of course, every Ryan Turford story, of course, just has to, you know, tie into anime somehow. So um, at the time, there was this pretty popular anime series that was debuting called Dot .hack. Um, which was yes. is, uh, which is all about this kid um, who basically his mind gets trapped in an MMO called the world um, and he's unable to basically escape it and he's trying to basically find a way out essentially so um, it, but it really had like it, it basically felt like you were playing and you were watching someone play an MMO which was really cool um, so after watching that show I was like man maybe I should play one of these games sometime and the, and the one that was coming out around the time that Dot Hack was airing here in North America was Final Fantasy XI. And I'm like, okay, I, I, I want to play something that's like Dog Hack, but I also, and I also like Final Fantasy, so I put two and two together and decided to play Final Fantasy XI. And it was an okay game. I know that we actually have a question about Final Fantasy XI a little bit later on the show, um, mm-hmm. but I personally wasn't the hugest fan of Final Fantasy XI because of the way the interface works, because essentially in order to perform any action in the game, you don't really have like a hot bar or anything like that. You have to, when you go up to an enemy, you have to right click on them. And then there's like this giant menu you have to go through to do all your attacks or your magical attacks and stuff like that. And it was a big pain to basically do anything in that game. Um, Especially it also had one of my least favorite mechanics in almost any RPG, which is if you die, you lose experience. (laughs) <laughs> oh no oh yeah that's what happened in the mmos i played too yeah it, i used to hate I was kind that. Of back then yeah <laughs> yeah so like it was rough especially if you just died like five or six times over again you like you sometimes you lose a whole level garrett which is yeah just like, yeah you could lose a level and and normally when i was grinding in maple story if i died i lose a week's worth of grinding like yeah. it was it's that bad. <laughs> yeah. No, only that too, but I was, I had kind of the wrong approach because I didn't have any friends that was playing final fantasy 11. So um, I was basically playing by myself. And if anyone can tell you anything about that game is that it's not a very solo friendly game. So it, mm-hmm. it's kind of hard to, especially in the earlier stages, because they added some classes later that made it a little bit easier to kind of, you know, solo level. But for the most part, if you're playing by yourself, it's like good luck trying to do anything in that game. So um, yeah, as much as I wanted to like it, I just couldn't get into it. And then really it just, it came down to playing World of Warcraft in, in its beta form, um, where I really fell in love with MMOs because um, I, I played World of Warcraft pretty much nonstop from that point, which we'll get into a little yeah. bit later because someone asked about both World of Warcraft and our playtimes um, of of our MMOs. And I'll, t- I'll tell you guys my World of Warcraft playtime a little bit later in the show. It's going to be it's going to be interesting. Uh, so that's how I got it kind of got started in MMOs. Um, and then it kind of went from there. Like I really loved MMOs ever, ever since world of Warcraft. And, uh, here we are, here we are today, but Garrett, before we go any further as well, we should define an MMO because I think that's okay. really important because I think that, you know, the, the term MMO is kind of ambiguous. And I think a lot of people, it is, yeah. um, might not know what that necessarily means, especially if they've never played an MMO before. So before I go to you with your, what you think your definition is, I'm going to go to the Oxford dictionary and no. I looked up the term MMO and then here's what the Oxford dictionary says. So it's a noun. MMO is a noun, an online video game, which is played by a very large number of people simultaneously. That's it. That's the definition wow. of MMO in the dictionary um, if you want to go look it up. Of course, though, there's no definition for MMORPG. It just is for MMO, so massively okay. multiplayer online game, meaning you just play with a lot of people. 
Um, so, so Fortnite, Call of Duty, Warzone, Destiny 2, they're all MMOs, right? Don't forget about Mag. Mag, yes. Massive action game. The most MMOist of all first-person shooters. 256 players on PlayStation 3. Um, exactly. Yeah, so, so technically by that definition, yes, technically yes. that's technically true. But obviously this is an RPG show, Garrett. So we got to talk about MMORPGs. So Garrett, what to yes. you defines an MMORPG? Like what, what boxes does okay. it need to check in order to kind of fit in that genre? All right. So first we've defined what an RPG is. We've <laughs> gone through that definition. And I think we kind of know the confines of what that is. You're kind of uh, embodying a character that has some sort of uh, skills or whatever, and you're kind of going through some sort of story, um, w- maybe alongside with companions or not. Uh, that w- That's kind of like the general definition of what an RPG is. So it, an MMORPG has to fit that kind of. Mm-hmm. Uh, for MMO specifically, I other than having a large body of characters, it needs to have some, I guess, like a lot of interactivity with a lot of players. Um, I think of like you have to um, in in order to like be an MMO, you, you're going to go through some party quests together, <laughs> some dungeon raids together. Um, you're going to have there's going to be a huge market or whatever you like trade among yourselves. There, I feel like there's, you know, the, what separates between like a Destiny 2 <laughs> and an MMO RPG is the level of freedom of open worldness and like interactivity with other players and you can like be with a party whenever you want you could trade whenever you want um you could do uh, stuff together or you can like i I, i'm not quite so sure but i i think a destiny 2 there's a little bit more structure behind it right you're going Mm -hmm. on specific squads specific raids and you go back to the hub whereas an mmo is like all right we're gonna go out off in the distance we're gonna be all players together and we could just do basically whatever we want together Mm-hmm. Um, or, or do dungeon raids and, and stuff like that. Well, especially like the biggest difference between kind of what you're describing with Destiny 2's open world mm-hmm. and, and and what you see in a traditional MMO is like in a traditional MMO, you just have like one giant open world yeah. that you can go explore where all of the players exist at the same time in, in this one real-time area. So in fact, you and, yes. you and one friend can go meet up in one specific area um, without having to, you know, party up or anything like that. Um, and, and as long as you meet up together, um, you're, you're kind of in it where, and sometimes they're, some of the areas are kind of gated by, you know, loading screens, um, like final fantasy yes. 14 does, but for the most part, it's pretty much one uniform open world. And then that's kind of where it makes sense. Not only that, but the player count, I think has a lot to do with it too. Um, because I think like having at least, you have to have at least a thousand players at a time yes. on one server playing together. Like that's that's one of the things that I think is is kind of crucial to making it an MMO because it, it's a massive game essentially. In There's that a way. lot of online players at the same time. Yeah, living in the same world. Yeah. Especially too, like uh, you can't just have like one hub area. I think where everyone meets up and then everyone just goes to do their own thing. Um, mm-hmm. Like in the in the, like a very isolated way, um, like Destiny Two does. I think that um, for example, like a game like you know World of Warcraft. Like one of the things that makes it um, kind of the staple MMO um, is the fact that um, when you go to Stormwind, you see every single person that's on the server in that is currently in Stormwind in that area when you go to it. Um, and then when you leave it, 
if if like someone is decides to follow you or say if you're a famous streamer and like a hundred people follow you that's all tracked in real time whereas a game like destiny it doesn't do it that way like um when you go to the hub area it might put you on like a random server blade because i don't necessarily yes. know how it works with destiny um destiny's back end um but obviously you're not seeing every player currently playing destiny in the yes. one hub area with you um and even if and uh you can't really control who you really see in that hub area either um mm-hmm. and that's kind of what separates it from mmo because also mmos too for the most part will usually have different data centers or um worlds yeah. or servers or whatever term they decide to call it in the game itself where you'll basically log into that data center and then every person um that's logged into that data center with you is available to interact with in that world and then usually yeah. at least they have to have like a thousand players i think to kind of qualify as an mmorpg but i think you kind of enabled the rest of the components garrett because for the most part it takes all the rpg elements that we talked about on what makes an rpg an rpg on the what makes an rpg episode and then combines it with just adding a ton of players and having this big open space to all interact with i think that really is what defines an mmorpg and kind of what makes it unique from other rpgs and also to your point too garrett like not like it's not enough to have all those people there and then not have you interact in uh, a way for it to qualify in an MMO. Cause if you're, if you, even if you have all those people in the background, but you don't interact with them in any way, then it's not really an MMO. I think either like you're basically just yeah. playing a single player game at that point. It just happens. To, you just happen to have other people around. So the game has to force you to play with other players in some way, whether that's yeah. just in dungeons or if it's to do party quests together or whatnot, the game has to force you to play with other players at some point um, to qualify as an MMO too. So there you go. I think that's that's kind of our, our definition of MMOs. But Garrett, of course, you you know me when we talk about stuff like this. I got to have some quick facts about kind of the history of the topic. So let's talk go about the it. history of MMOs and kind of how MMOs actually came to be a thing. So it would probably surprise you, Garrett, because of how often we talk about the 3DO on the show. But the <laughs> 3DO is the this home for the very first MMO RPG. Yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so the 3DO, for those that don't know, um, was actually created by one of the ex-heads of Electronic Arts. Um, he mm-hmm. basically created a company called 3DO Interactive, um, and they created their own console that was meant to kind of hose, house like EA games, but also a bunch of different like offshoot games that didn't really go to Sega or Nintendo. Um, and they mostly had a bunch of like weird like FMV games and stuff like that, but they also had some cool games like wing commander um as well as some other stuff um and meridian 59 yes that's mm. a real name of a game was the very first mmorpg it launched on september 27th 1996 on both pc oh. and 3do so not only that but this was a, the, the 3do was like one of the very first game consoles to have internet support because this was well okay, yeah. this was three years or, or sorry four years before ps2 or even three mm-hmm. years before Dreamcast came out. Um, so it, for the most part, it actually relied on AOL dial-up internet to basically connect to this, you know, server and play Meridian 59. And it, Meridian 59 was actually a first-party game for the 3DO. It was actually made by the, the 3DO interactive company, essentially. So, um, which is actually just neat to think about because it was really kind of their only RPG that they actually ever came out with <laughs> as a company. Um, but it was, it was Meridian 59. You could play with a whole bunch of players, but it was a first person, um, MMORPG. So it was entirely first person and it was kind of like a first person dungeon crawler 
that you also got to play with a bunch of other players with. Um, so that's how it all works. And funny enough, speaking of your story that you told earlier, Garrett, you, did you know you can currently play this game right now on steam? It's free to, it's free to play. It's free to play on steam. You can go play. You can go play Meridian 59 right now. Play the very first MMORPG that ever existed. It's still playable. Is it the same studio that's keeping it up or is it just the rights to it got bought after the 3DO company folded, but but it's the, it's the same game. It's the same game (laughs) on PC that somehow runs on steam. So you can definitely, you can go play this game right now. It actually exists, but the next one and, and the one that really kind of like, started the MMO uh, genre that we kind of know of today um, came out a year later called Ultima online, which I know people, some people are probably familiar with. It launched on September 25th, 1997 on PC only. So it actually came out basically almost a year later, like basically a year and two days later um, from, you know, the, the very first MMO launching and Ultima online again, just kind of took the Ultima like world that we had seen in like previous Ultima games, like either back on the NES or PC, um, and then kind of made it into a big, like open, like uh, third person MMO world, which I thought was cool. really interesting. Um, but then what really, really, really kicked off the formula that we know today for MMOs was actually the release of EverQuest on March 16th, 1999 on PC. Um, It really basically defined what MMORPGs were going to be for the future. It was also like one of the most popular games around that time. Like tons of people played EverQuest. Um, They would go on raids and do all kinds of other stuff. Um, EverQuest was actually owned by Sony. Um, They actually owned the IP and they actually did a a sequel, EverQuest 2. But then after that, the series kind of died off after that. Uh, after kind of World of Warcraft came out because they had launched EverQuest 2 at the same time as World of Warcraft to try and compete oh, with it. Oh, bad idea. And yeah. it just wasn't as good. Um, no, so no. it was just really interesting to kind of, if you look back at like videos of EverQuest now, you've got, you know, world bosses like you'd see in like old World of Warcraft days where you'd see like giant bosses explore the open world and you see like hundreds of players run up to these bosses to basically fight them, uh, which was really neat. Or as when it was, when we were starting to see like, the traditional dungeon design kind of come in or the, the um, some of the mechanics we're going to talk about in a little bit um, all kind of originated from this game as well as like kind of the quest structure um, that we see yeah. in modern MMOs kind of originated from EverQuest as well. So I thought, um, of course, we would be re- remiss if we didn't talk about EverQuest here. Um, it's a game that I'd only ever seen people play, though, but I've never actually played myself. Um, there is no real way to actually go play EverQuest today, unfortunately. So there's no way to go experience the joy. You can play EverQuest 2 still. But that game, again, not nearly as good as the original one or even just World of Warcraft in general. So it's a little mm-hmm. bit tougher to go back to. But they exist. And uh, that's kind of how we got started with MMOs. And then from there, you know, World of Warcraft came out in 2004 as we kind of transitioned to kind of some of the notable MMOs over the years. Uh, World of Warcraft, obviously, mo- one of the most popular games in the world. Um, not no, necessarily right no. now because kind of yeah. you know, World of Warcraft is kind Dropping of – fallen off fallen out of favor a little bit uh because there's a lot more competition nowadays a lot better competition because over the years we had gotten a whole bunch of mmos like you know city of heroes dc universe online um that yeah those uh, freemium kind of mmos that try to license off of other types of franchises and games i remember that era yeah and but yeah well like everyone and their mother tried to do an mmo basically when after world of warcraft came out like everyone tried to copy that formula but never went no one ever did it as good as world of warcraft and it wasn't really until it's still going going for with the same subscription too 
sell twenty dollars yes. a month, guy. Just like your uh, your uh, RuneScape membership. Yeah, exactly. Um, but then to kind of transition to kind of like modern day MMOs, um, we've got mm-hmm. so of course World of Warcraft still around. Um, we got mm-hmm. Final Fantasy fourteen, which again we'll talk about more in depth uh, later in the year. Um, yeah, but I, but it's more of a story based mmo where you're you're basically like it basically takes all the same core concepts from world of warcraft um as far as you know dungeons and raids are concerned um but then it tries to add this really deep story on top of it and it really focuses on that um while also giving you the the same great gameplay you love which is why like it's probably it's actually now the most popular mmo um so we would be worried if we didn't mention it at least a little bit here um but people love final fantasy 14 that's we're kind of where all the world of warcraft players are kind of going right now is you know, Final yeah, Fantasy they're transferring over there. Yeah, yeah, especially with the the Blizzard lawsuit that's currently going on. You know, while we record right. this, but even before that, uh, it's just World of Warcraft's last two expansions just didn't really hit the way that they they kind of needed to. Um, and I think mm-hmm. that's kind of where they're losing player base. But of course, that's not the only MMO out there. We've also got the Elder Scrolls Online, um, yeah. which we've talked about on the show a little bit before. Um, but essentially, it basically took the Elder Scrolls formula of you know dungeons and exploring that you find in the elder scrolls games um as well as kind of the same leveling system but then expanded it to kind of a bigger world if that makes any sense um and it basically is almost like playing like eight elder scrolls games in one because like you've got like all the same continents yeah from all the other elder scrolls games which i think is pretty neat uh you got black desert which is another korean mmo um Mm -hmm. it's more action-based than a lot of the mmos that we've got here um and then you've got guild wars 2 which has been around for a long while it's a very popular game but it mostly has a really big focus on pvp um so which i know is not everyone's bag so Mm -hmm. uh, especially mine like that's one of the reasons why i don't really play a ton of guild wars 2 um but it it was it's still a fun game in its own right but it's it's been out forever um because they've never really done a guild wars 3 um but th- that one's still going strong today so those are kind of like the modern like five most popular mmos that are currently out right now are the five that we listed yes. off here um we've had some other ones as well over the years though that are either silly or all over the place like we got the matrix online if you remember that garrett my goodness yeah there uh, was uh was it lord of the rings yep. mmo lord of the rings online i was playing name. that yeah, I actually remember a certain time in high school where I was just like, I just want to get into another good MMO. And I, I don't know why I wasn't into World of Warcraft. I just didn't care much about the structure of it. Mm-hmm. So I was looking up online, free MMOs. And I, I, went, I went into a dark web rabbit hole, man. There's <laughs> just some, there's at least like 30 or 40 MMOs out there. I'm like, is this uh, shady? Is this skeptical? So. I guess was, we'll find out. Yeah, exactly. And I played some of them and I was like, it just doesn't hit right compared to these modern kind of MMOs and and other things. So, yeah, for sure. Like definitely like it's it's way harder to go back to some of the older MMOs nowadays because yes. how they how they play, which oddly enough transitioned us into our kind of our next topic, which is mechanics, because mm-hmm. of course, it wouldn't be an episode of the RPG Cave if we didn't talk about the mechanics of you know what what makes this genre unique mm-hmm. from other genres so um mmos for the most part are kind of one of the most broadest rpg genres because for the most part as far as the mechanics are concerned for each individual game they're mostly localized in like each individual game like each mmo Definitely. for the most part kind of plays differently from each other um with a but but there are some core principles that kind of make up each uh, each particular mmo's 
kind of mechanics. So the first one I want to kind of start with is just combat in general, the way combat usually works in most MMOs. And this isn't the case with all of them, but I would say 95% of all MMOs usually rely on, on a cooldown system. So anytime you use an ability, um, whether it has no cooldown attached to it, but there's a global cooldown for all your abilities, um, or it's like a, a very powerful ability, but you can only use it every so often, like once every 90 seconds or something like that. Like that's something that's very popular across MMOs. Um, part of that is to just help with latency because uh, again, yeah. with so many players in one world together, um, it can be kind of stressful for the backend servers um, and it kind of just helps to reduce lag on your part as the player. So it doesn't feel as, it doesn't feel super unresponsive to play, you know, the game itself. Um, so that that's one of the reasons why cooldowns exist. There are some games that don't really use cooldowns, um, but like Black Desert, for example, um, there are some cooldowns in Black Desert, but it, it's not like as reliant on it as something like World of Warcraft, for example, or Final Fantasy XIV, which have like a 1.5 second global cooldown. So even your abilities that are basically like your basic like attacking, uh, like if you're a melee DPS, for example, and you're, you know, swinging with your, your fist weapon or something like that, every attack has like a 1.5 second cooldown between attacks, essentially, I to see, kind of minimize server latency. Um, so there is that associated with it. Not only that, but the way dungeons work, of course, usually you're going in with a party um, and usually there is like a, a, a specific yes. structure that party has to work with, with three major roles. And again, this is something that actually started all the way back with EverQuest and is pretty much kind of stick with all MMOs ever since then, um, where essentially you have one tank um, or two tanks, depending on kind of how many players you have and it kind of scales up from here. But essentially, like, let's say you have a party of four. You usually have one tank, which is um, essentially his, their job is to basically get all the aggression from all the enemy yeah. mobs on them. So then they very take all the damage. Yeah. yeah, so they are very defensive. So that's kind of the idea of the tank. The healer is yes. essentially in charge of, you know, using healing magic to keep everyone alive. And then you usually have like two damage dealers. So yes, that's your typical yeah. party of four damage dealers are just basically there to focus on damaging all the enemies and killing them as quickly as possible. That's, that's yep. kind of their, their wheelhouse. And again, depending on um, the size of the instance itself, sometimes you might have a bigger party uh, going up to eight to 10 to 20 to 30, yeah, I've seen a lot, like like twenty and like a huge raid in um, mm. Elder Scrolls Online, facing those huge monsters. And they, it, it sometimes I I watch these YouTube comments like it's very hardcore. They, they got at yeah. least maybe thirty to forty players, and they're like, all right, this group over there, you got these certain skills and this cooldown, so make sure you do it in this certain time. And this, it's it's very meticulous how yeah. these quests can go and how successful you can be. But once you get through it. It's yeah. going to be a huge payback, huge it, reward. It's a huge satisfying feeling to to take down like a giant yeah. like raid boss and stuff like that. Um, and, and again, like dungeons are usually like smaller uh, group content. So usually you, at most eight players um, in yeah. most MMOs. And then raids are anything above like 10 players or above. Usually it's kind yeah. of how most MMOs define that. And and if you want to talk about crazy stuff, again, look at some of the, the stuff from like old World of Warcraft raids where it was 50 players back when world of warcraft started like you do 50 man nice. like uh narmak uh uh narmaxis raids or um mm -hmm. you know the the these um molten core and stuff like that so yeah kind of crazy stuff happening there with raids so and that's kind of where the massively multiplayer part kind of plays into it because you can you basically bring a bunch of players together um usually you'll have one or two raid leaders 
in your party to basically help coordinate things because there's a lot of coordination that is involved because one of the other main mechanics for MMOs is movement-based stuff because there's a lot of yes. movement-based stuff uh, and mechanics that are usually involved with either boss fights or even some of the normal enemy fights um, because either you'll usually some, see something on the ground that you need to avoid or there's certain attacks you need to avoid if they're like in a line or in a cone or um, something like that. Sometimes they're telegraphed and sometimes they're not. Sometimes you just really need to know the fight um, to kind of know where they're going to come through. But usually movement-based mechanics are a big part of combat in MMOs. And that's kind of how that kind of works. But otherwise, a lot of the other uh, mechanics outside of combat are stuff we've talked about before, like trading. Trading is always a big part of MMOs, like yes, being able to is. trade with other players, whether it's gold or items. You're not always able to trade everything because usually most MMOs don't allow you to go into uh, a raid, get the most powerful item in there, and then go trade it to a random player outside the game because then they don't want you to go, you know, sell the items for gold and stuff like that, for example. Um, but yeah, so trading is a big part of it. Um, and then just the social experience is kind of, even though it's not necessarily a mechanic, but just like a big part of MMOs is the social experience of, you know, meeting people or just going into a random town and, you know, seeing some like person just dancing and you go up and just strike a conversation with them. Um, it's pretty cool. Um, also most MMOs as well as a mechanic will usually have guilds associated with them. Yes, they will. Yes. Um, or, or free companies or whatever you decide to call it in your MMO. Um, and that basically allows you to, um, have like almost like this party chat, um, with a, a group of players that can be infinitely large. Cause usually if you're in like a party, it's only like the party of four in your dungeon or however big your raid's going to be, which is like 50 people. Um, but you can have a guild usually up to about a thousand people and they're all kind of in the same party chat together. And then it's very easy for you to kind of link up with people and kind of, um, yep. find people to do content with you with. So, and, and normally these guilds are like, it, they have some sort of mission around them. Like, okay, we're going to be raiding at this certain day, this certain time. We're, we're the really hardcore guilds, but there's some guilds or, or groups or whatever. It's like, no, we're very chill. We're laid back. We can go as low as level as you can and just help you out. So it, there was a variety of them. Yeah. I remember. Yeah. Like um, I remember like our guild at first um, in mm-hmm. world of Warcraft, uh, we were called, Oh no, I don't know why we were like, it, it was a really dumb name that my cousin came up with. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, we were like a very casual guild. We used to just hang out. We'd hang out on Ventrilo for those that were back in the day before Discord. Uh, we used a, a program called Ventrilo, which was a, basically a push to talk program. They had to basically pay for a server um, that people could just oh, come wow. join. Um, and then you just sit and voice chat together and just talk about, you know, random stuff throughout the day. Um, but then we became like a hardcore raiding guild where we were trying to be like in in kind of the top spot on the server for that we were on for, you know, d- clearing things the fastest. Um, so um, they kind of range depending on what you want to do. Also, RPing is another thing that uh, another term that people may have heard of for uh, MMOs, which basically stands for role playing, which you would assume as a role playing game you know, would be a big part of the experience, but role-playing guilds or just role-playing players that focus on RPing, um, basically they take that idea to the extreme where they essentially pretend to be the characters in the game. So when they talk to you in party chat, they will speak as if they were that, that character in like whatever language that is 
or you know they would they'll pull out the you know the old Shakespearean English, for example, to try and talk to you in party chat or whatever. That's very weird. I think that that's getting going a little too extreme, but that that's my opinion. I'm sure people have fun with it. <laughs> yeah, of course. Like you see all kinds of crazy stuff in in MMOs like Final Fantasy 14 that have player housing, um, <laughs> which will basically. Um, they have people like start up like nightclubs and stuff like that for our peers to go hang out with. So they go like, you know, hang out in this like bar that exists in yeah. someone's house um, and basically have like this almost like this house party where you go walk around and just talk to people in in character, of course, because why would why would you want to talk to other people in a nightclub without being in character? Right. So. Uh, yeah, course. that's that's how all that works. So that's a big part of MMOs for some people, too. So mm-hmm. obviously there's nothing wrong with that, but it's a whole other element that more, we don't think about too often. A few more things I want to mention that I think a lot of MMOs have, but not all of them. One is actually a, a weird thing. I don't know what you think about is the wedding part. Yes. Marriage. Yes. Online relationships. I know it happened with World of Warcraft. I know it, it was a huge thing in MapleStory. Yeah, as well. Final I, Fantasy I've 14 met. has like a, a, a mm-hmm. wedding system in it where you basically book a date for your wedding and there's yes. a chapel you go to um, yeah. and like your friends will buy you wedding gifts and stuff like that. You send them invitations to come to the wedding yes. and it, there's this whole ceremony and everything. And, I'm, and MapleStory probably did something similar, right? Same exact thing. You go to a chapel and you actually go to the ceremony and it was the two players right there. Sometimes they were online only. Sometimes they were actually real life by mm-hmm. husband and wife. And so it was actually cool to actually see that interaction. And it was sort of, it made an event out of yourself as a man, I'm actually going to a wedding. It's like, no, this is still a video game, but yeah. it's still kind of cool to see. Well, um, did so you, in Maple Story, though, like if you got married, did you ever get like, did you get like the rings from the wedding as like, you, get, you get the wedding bands? Yes. Yeah. Did you also get and like, the, get to bands. keep the wedding dress or the suit? Yes. You get to keep the suit. Oh, man. As well. That's it's really like, you get everything off yeah. of that. Um, another huge thing, um, I, it's not so prominent in Maple Story, but crafting. Yes. Uh, crafting is a huge thing in a lot of MMOs, especially Elder Scrolls Online, where you have to pick up a lot of different items um, across the world, including monsters or whatever, to like build and craft your weapons, upgrade your weapons, uh, maybe make potions mm-hmm. uh, or um, other runes or magic skills or whatever. Crafting is was a better part of like my hook into MMOs, especially RuneScape. Yeah. Um, I th- I was the mining guy. Like I, my mining level was so high. I created the highest level uh, armor sets and I sold it to people. Mm-hmm. Like that was my income for virtual income for that. So yeah, um, that, that, that was a big thing. I took a lot of time. Yeah. Especially also world of Warcraft, final fantasy 14, um, black desert. Like they all have, you know, their own uh, takes on crafting as well. Um, World of Warcraft kind of has this has it where you essentially learn the profession. You're only able to learn, learn two of them, but you kind of like level them up along your journey. Um, mm-hmm. And then in Final Fantasy 14, the way it works is you essentially have different classes um, that you can switch to at any time for the attacking classes. But also all the crafting classes are their own classes with their own storylines um, that you go on and you basically like the, the goldsmiths will have their own storyline. They go on versus the miners and whatnot, and they all kind of feed into each other, which I think is really neat. Um, so they, each MMO kind of takes on crafting a little bit differently. Um, but yeah. one thing you brought up as well, selling the items for gold auction houses. I can't believe auction I didn't think houses. about auction yeah. houses, but like auction houses are a big part of 
almost every MMO where essentially mm-hmm. an auction house is um, a place you go to on the server where essentially you can sell your items to other players um, and you can either sell it auction style where people can put bids on it and the highest bid wins um, mm-hmm. or you can place like a buy it now price on it. Very similar to how eBay works, but just in the game yeah. essentially. Um, and the the auction houses usually work across the particular server you're on essentially rather than mm-hmm. going across to just about everybody. So there you go. I think I think oh. we covered almost all the mechanics, I think, for MMOs at that point. Or this is the core mechanics. Uh, again, there's a lot of like game by uh, game kind of mechanics as well, such as specific yeah. how classes work and stuff like that um, with each game or how leveling works um, with each MMO or how PvP works. Because PvP mm-hmm. versus PvE is a whole other thing, whole other topic. Um, because PvE, of course, is player versus environment. So when you're going to dungeon content and stuff like that, you're not fighting other players usually along the way versus their player versus player where you're just fighting other players for the most part. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that kind of leads us also to upcoming MMOs. And unfortunately, I think the only one we really have like a lot of info on at this time is New World, which again, we tried yeah. to ha- time it with um, kind of the, the launch of it. This episode, of course, as I mentioned earlier, um, this is the new MMO from Amazon, um, which I know, Garrett, you've played. Oh. Um, I haven't actually played New World yet. yet. So tell me about New World and why people should be excited about it or not be excited about it. Um, I'm really excited about this MMO just because it's it's actually very solid and very fun uh, hook to it. I think it takes a lot of... uh, I'm sure the developers have looked at a lot of MMOs in the past and it's like, all right, can we just create our own kind of spin to it? Um, I feel like the graphics is the best as they ever been in (laughs) in an MMO. Like, by far, it it, kind of looks like Greedfall or or something along the lines of that it's like colonialism mixed with like being it's like explorative going out into the world um it has a lot of different mechanics like runescape where what you do levels up your skill like like elder scrolls as well you know if you do a one person like a one-handed sword or an or do lumberjack or mining you're leveling up that respective uh profession mm-hmm. Um, I love how, uh, well, in the demo, it, it took me place to place, you know, trying to guide me through uh, the story or whatever. But when I hit a certain point, it was like, all right, now you can go out in the world and do whatever um, in this certain area. I like the combat of it because it's very different than what we've seen before. There, There is cooldown, but it's a little bit more like Elder Scrolls or Fantasy Star where you have to dodge. Yeah. And then you have to um, make sure that you have certain defenses ready to go queued up and then there is certain weak points you can get into the certain monsters i really like how if you face one monster it's actually pretty manageable but there's certain points you can go two three or even five monsters at a time and you have to be very careful um uh, actually navigating the combat system you can set whatever you want to be you can be a bow person you can be a melee person you can be magic um there's not really uh like a class specific focus as far as i can tell other than that man it's it's just a solid mmo on my mm-hmm. end it's a good hook um from what i played last year now i played a little bit um like in the beta like a month ago seemed like it was the same thing so i just didn't play too much of it um i'm very excited to see how it goes yeah uh, it's not good i don't think it's gonna be a bad mmo or it's gonna uh other than if there's any technical technical difficulties or whatever um, I think it's going to be a good MMO people should pay attention to. Yeah. And it's going it's on Steam. It's not just like it's not like confined to Twitch or Amazon <laughs> launching service or whatever it is. Amazon uh, Luna exclusive, Garrett. Oh goodness, that would be <laughs> terrible. 
Um, and it has its own client as well. So you can choose however you want to play it. Yeah. I think it's uh, $40 too. Yeah, I think to, it's not super expensive. Like, it's, no, it's not a full mm-hmm. price game. The one thing I will say about New World that might be a turnoff for some players, and, and it's part of the reason why I'm probably not going to jump to it, at least unless I hear more good things about it, it's just um, it has a heavy PvP focus, especially when you get like pretty okay. far into the game. So there's a lot of, you know, PvP stuff. Like it basically has PvP open world turned on throughout the whole experience. So like, or at least for the most part, the later parts of the game, like I've heard a lot of okay. uh, people who have gotten to the end game where essentially it's there's there's full PvP turned on with all players, which can be chaos sometimes. That's or right. can totally wreck your day. And um, for me, I'm the type of person who usually doesn't play like to play in a world where full PvP is turned on. Um, like that's one of the reasons why when I played world of Warcraft, for example, I didn't really play on, you know, PVP servers, um, for that reason. Cause I, I like playing against like PVE content. That's more my jam. But at the same mm-hmm. time, I think people who are really into PVP are probably going to really like it from the sound of it, because yeah. it sounds like it's a quality game on top of the fact that they're getting this full world PVP multiplayer as well, kind of part of the package. Mm-hmm. So, and I really like the one hook that I saw that was really cool is that guilds can take over certain towns mm-hmm. and that town is then like kind of controlled by them and they control the prices kind of and they get discounts. So like it's 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 territorial as well. Yeah, yeah um, and I think that play kind of plays into that PvP element where essentially you're going to yeah. be fighting over towns or, you know, other plots of lands against other players. So... Yeah, I think I think people are going to really dig it. I, it's just, yeah, it might not be my personal thing, but I can see why people are excited about it. So either way, I'm like, I'm excited to see more when it comes out later this year. And this might not be the last time we talk about New World either. So we'll kind of put a pin in it till then, because Garrett, mm-hmm. we got questions. We got MMO questions got and questions. then non-MMO related questions. So let's start with the MMO related questions first. Now, before I get into questions, of course, if you want to have your question read on the show, there's a number of ways to do that. So, of course, first of all, if you're watching us on YouTube and if you leave us uh, your question in a YouTube comment on the video, uh, we will answer it on the next time we record. We usually record a week ahead of time, so it won't usually be on the first show you hear, but usually the one after that. Um, also, uh, we put up a Twitter post on Twitter, Twitter uh, like uh, at uh, Yumi Capriz on Twitter now, not the RPG cave. I almost said at the RPG cave on Twitter. Um, we basically put one out now every Thursday. Cause we got a request from some people that we were put it posting the question post too close to the release. So we're, uh, we're putting yeah. it up every Thursday now for folks nice. that want to ask us questions. Um, so look for the question post every Thursday there, get your question read that way. Or if you join our discord server over on the Yumi and Capri discord, which is free to join the link is in the show notes. You can leave your question there on the RPG cave section and we'll read it on the next show. Just like, Mike at blaze night zero nine two three did. And he asked the question, what was, what was the greatest MMO of all time? And why is it final fantasy 11? The original cross play game jokes aside with a busy life schedule and the oversaturation of the gaming market. How do other modern MMOs help respect players time limitations? So first of all, Garrett, do you have a favorite MMO of all time to Mike's first question? I, well, okay, personally, I only hand-selected a few MMOs that i played. Right now, what I'm saying is classic MapleStory. Okay. Just because now MapleStory is just a mess with 40 different classes, and you just level up like crazy, and it's just not fun anymore. When I was playing it, the old-school way, it took, like, a week to, like, get through some of these levels. Like, it, 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 it had a good 
pacing behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I just love the hook behind it and, and playing it with friends and with guilds. And what I like about MapleStory, it's, it's very different because it's all 2D. It's all 2D and it's very cartoonish. I love the animations behind the skills. Um, and you look up YouTube videos and you just see like all the combat animations with the different classes. It, it looks bright and colorful still to this day. Like when I was playing it, I was like, I can't believe this is a really cool 2D MMO RPG. <laughs> like it, it was unique for its time. So I'll go with that classic Maple Story. Nice, nice. I mean, people don't even need me to answer this question. They already know what my favorite MMO of all time is. It's Final Fantasy XIV. <laughs> Next yeah. question. No, I mean, I'll tell you about more about why I love it in November. Uh, the second okay. part of the question, though, jokes aside, with a busy life schedule, with the oversaturation of the gaming market, how do modern MMOs help respect players' time limitations? Actually, this is something that, you know, games that, like World of Warcraft have been kind of been doing ever since like Wrath of the Lich King came out, um, which was kind of the, the second expansion for World of Warcraft. Because I mean, World of Warcraft, I think has always been good at like giving you enough to do within like a 20 minute window where you, you know, we usually feel satisfied and can, can kind of sign off for the day. Um, and I feel like modern MMOs actually do that, you know, really, really well. It just depends on kind of what activities you're, you're really into. Um, yeah. I'll, I'll give the example from Final Fantasy 14, which I think it does really well, is it gives you these um, things to do called the your daily roulettes, um, which will basically allow you to go play a random dungeon um, from all across the game um, from any level. Um, and you get usually get like a giant chunk of experience and and gold along with that. And usually that's a 20 minute experience. So you go do that. You get a whole bunch of experience and you're like, OK, I'm probably good to sign off for the day. Um, and it basically just keeps you che- kind of checking in for the day and it gives you a reason kind of to sign in a little bit. And they, they, they have that for all of the different trials and raids and everything else. But I use just kind of the, the basic leveling thing as, as one example. Um, but I think mm-hmm. a lot of MMOs actually do a good job of giving you like some bite sized con- content. I mean, obviously, Definitely you can't does, go yeah. do like a big raid or anything like that in that time frame. But usually have enough time to sneak in a dungeon or two um if you're if you have like kind of a busy gaming schedule or just a busy life schedule but someone like me you know i have a like there when my my job's not kind of going crazy for the most part i usually have like pretty much infinite free time because i don't go outside and i don't have a lot of commitments outside of work to deal with other than you know podcasting and stuff like that so for the most part Mm -hmm. i have a lot of free time so i'm able to sink a lot of time into mmos but what about you gary your schedule it's a a little bit harder for you to find time to play games than i am so i'm curious to know what you think about this yeah, I, I think MMOs actually do a, a bit better job than a lot of single-player games, just because, as you said, there are these bite-sized content in all of these MMOs. I, I think Elder Scrolls Online is one of the more uh, great examples because yeah. a lot of it is single-player. Like mm-hmm. You can play a lot of it in the story, in the quest line, by yourself. You don't even have to mess with the quest, uh, like the raids and the... Uh, dungeons if you don't want to like you, you don't need those in order to have a really good time in that game so if you just sign in and just do a little bit of quest here and there that's like maybe 20 to 30 minutes every time you get some form of satisfaction out of it um so yeah i i think mmos because of those small tasks and those and as you said those daily tasks that that can happen then it goes a long way have some satisfaction off that mmo you get to sign off for the day and that can be 20 to 30 minutes just yeah. like an apex round or a few apex rounds or, or other multiplayer games that you might play otherwise so yeah, yeah I, I agree with you 
Plus, they, there's a lot of like you know fast travel options or the ability to yeah. fly in a lot of zones too that just get you to a lot of objectives very quickly as well. So even if you want to go gather for 20 minutes or go fish or something like that, like there there's usually always something to do um, that doesn't take a ton of time. So in most mm-hmm. MMOs, so there is that. All right, next set of questions comes to us from Greg yeah. at Innocent Printy. He's got a lot of questions here, so let's let's go through this. So first one. <clears throat> It's more of a, a silly question for me in particular, because I don't know how much you can really answer this one, Garrett, but uh, not so much of a question, but please disgust us with your slash played, <laughs> a.k.a. play times. Let us hear the hours that you sunk into your most played MMOs. And then he's got a whole bunch of other questions, which we'll get to in a second. So, um, Garrett, obviously, I don't think you have a slash played for most of your MMOs, right? For the most part that you have access uh- to? I mean, like, I, I played, the most played MMO is really MapleStory. I think I put in, like, like uh, 300 hours. Like, it's not so much. Oh, geez. For, those are rookie numbers. Yeah. I know. Those are rookie numbers. I know. I know. I, I, I haven't put as much time into an MMO, but I think I think it's around three to 400 hours. Yeah. MapleStory. So, Greg, I've got two for you here because, I mean, I've been playing MMOs for a long time. Uh, and for the, But for the most part, I've really only focused on two. Um, and those have been World of Warcraft and Final Fantasy XIV. So I'm going to start with World of Warcraft because if you're watching the video, I've got a pie chop chart up on the screen <laughs> of uh, the, my playtime for the game, breaking down my playtime per class. That I actually, This is a chart that I actually created last year for World of Warcraft. Um, but if I total it up, all of the playtime, because I, I basically have made didn't really have like one main in world of warcraft a lot of times i would change between classes depending on you know what our what our guild kind of needed for for the kind yeah. of, uh, like what we kind of needed to work with so i total up my playtime because i made an expel style spreadsheet to do this for me six thousand nine hundred and seven point five eight hours or if you convert it to days 287.81 days of my life have been spent playing world of warcraft nice and that, wow. that, oh my God. that that was uh also again a year and a half ago i did this which is, it's actually gone up since then so yeah <laughs> there you go so that's my world of warcraft playtime and then final fantasy 14 i don't have a chart for it chart for it because it's a little bit harder for me to kind of track my progress with it because i had some characters on one account that i don't have access to anymore um so i have like a my current account only has some of my more recent characters but if I look at my PlayStation time, because I only really play that game on PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5 and kind of add it all up, I have a grand total of 39,000, sorry, 3,900 hours in Final Fantasy 14, which wow. is crazy. Just, I think you covered uh, my, my whole video game time. <laughs> life ever right <laughs> yeah exactly. that's like twelve thousand hours or something like that which by the way if i convert that to days 162 days in final fantasy 14 in fact to put oh, things wow. in perspective i had mentioned this on another podcast um final fantasy 14 has only been out on on playstation 5 since may and i have almost 500 hours in the playstation 5 version of the game <laughs> i'm oh. getting close to 500 hours in it so there you go. I play a lot of MMOs, you guys. I don't know if you knew this. Um, but I mean, it, again, with World of Warcraft in particular, like it was just so I have so many memories of um, yeah. playing with my friends and raiding and even like when I went off to college and I was still playing with people, um, even meeting a couple, you know, girlfriends from World of Warcraft yeah. was interesting, too. So, yeah, I have a lot of stories that go along with that playtime, too. And a lot of it isn't just playing the game. It's mostly just hanging out in, you know, Orgamar with people or 
or doing all kinds of other stuff. But let me get to the lifestyle. The other uh, questions from Greg, of course, regale us with your most memorable rage quit, either you or a party member. Um, and then we'll get to the gotcha mechanics and stuff in a little bit. So I don't really have a ton of memorable moments, really, of people just rage quitting for the most part in MMOs. I mean, there would be times when kind of our party members would get frustrated, um, like wiping on bosses and stuff like that. But no, for the most part, like I'm the type of person that you know, usually is. I mean, for the most part, Garrett, can you ever really see me being super angry at stuff? It doesn't no, happen. I don't think I've ever seen you angry. I was just going to say, I, truly angry. It, it really doesn't happen that often. And if it does, you don't really like it never really happens when I'm playing games. So mm-hmm. um, I've never really had like a kind of a rage quit moment in an MMO. Um, I know mm-hmm. my cousin, Andrew, uh, when we would play World of Warcraft <laughs> together and the raid wasn't coming together as well as possible, he would usually give everyone a stern talking to, but he himself brought, wouldn't flip out either. So unfortunately, oh, okay. I don't really have any good stories like that. Uh, get go to so if you want to see more obviously just go you can google you know rage quits on youtube and you see a whole bunch of them next up though what is your take on gotcha mechanics in oh, MMOs? Yeah. so here's the thing i really don't play a lot of mmos with gotcha mechanics so i really don't have too much to say about this because for the most part i stay clear of games that have gotcha mechanics is i mean final fantasy 14 or world of warcraft for example the two that i play the most have you know a paid online store where you can go buy optional items like um, cosmetics and stuff like that um, or different mounts and whatnot but you don't really have gotcha mechanics in those games so okay i don't really have a lot to say about this one because i i still I, I don't like gotcha mechanics in any games let about let right. alone mmos but what do you think garrett so i think maple story does have quite a bit of gotcha mechanics mm-hmm. um you can get you can buy money to have virtual currency to do the cosmetic store, which mm-hmm. I think that's totally fine. I mean, yeah. it's like, hey, if you want to spend extra money to do cosmetics on your character, have at it. Um, but there's also a certain way where you can get um, money, virtual money, actually inside the game. Mm-hmm. And you go through just kind of like this certain uh, kind of route. And that's what, what I did a lot. I asked my parents, hey, can I have this Nexon money card <laughs> for $20 once every two months or something like that. So it, it was reoccurring money. I was like, I, I need, I want to get this. I need to get this because I want to get more money in my game, in my character, so I can play more of it. Mm-hmm. Um, it is free to play. So I don't want to say that it's um, predatory mm-hmm. too much. I think it all, dep- and, and I had to ask my parents, right? It's not like I went out and took my my parents credit card and bought it myself or something like that mm-hmm. it's like just like anything with like loot boxes or whatever like um if you're an adult you can make your own decision you can make your own choice with your money and if you're not an adult then hopefully your parents or or your and or guardian is making sure that they kind of control that as well mm-hmm. um i don't think it's as predatory as it's like i would say loot boxes or like yeah. card packs just because those are random yeah. Those are random chances to get random items. And I'm sure there's some MMOs that are like that. It's like, hey, you can get this special loot box that might have this gold, yeah. purple item or whatever. Um, but I think more or less, MMOs have been less predatory than I would say a lot of other multiplayer mm-hmm. arena shooting. Especially subscription or, MMOs, yeah. I find. Like a subscription yes. MMO, they're already getting your money. They, they, that, that's what they're really making your money from. And then there's a cash shop if you want to, again, buy optional items, which I think is totally fine. 
um, to your mm-hmm. point, because it's if it, if it doesn't break the game or if it doesn't, you know, create a pay to win situation at that point, I'm like, yeah, who cares? Like, I don't have to buy them myself. And if people want these extra optional items, then sure, let them let them buy them. Like, that's totally cool with me. Whereas gotcha mechanics and the randomness that comes along with them is what I don't really like um, in a lot of games. And uh, yeah, we don't really see that in a lot of MMOs, especially ones that aren't free to play. So there's that. Yeah. Um, also, what, do you have a guilty pleasure MMO one that you played for longer than you probably should have knowing that it was bad. So for me, the one that I br- that bring it comes to mind was um, this one that I'm blanking on the name of. I think it's called like um, like RPD or uh, no, um, all points bulletin uh, APB, which was uh, the game that was developed by the, the same people that made crackdown, which was essentially this police MMO where essentially it was like all about cops and robbers. Um, yeah. And man, that game was really bad, but I sunk a lot more time into it than I, I'm willing to admit. So um, mm-hmm. that was a game that, you know, uh, I, I know people um, kind of stayed away from. I played it because I was like, oh, I'm excited for this. I liked Crackdown. Maybe I'll like this game, too. And it was no bueno. So, uh, Jared, do you have do you have anything that really fixes this description? Uh, that's like, I mean, the same thing is like I don't have the particular name for it but i remember just like looking up a junior year or sophomore year of high school it's like what what are some free-to-play mmos and i went into some dark web weird third-party offshoot <laughs> stuff and i remember playing this one mmo it was it was bad it was just like it, it i don't know if it could be everquest but i think it could be like like very like lower that lower tier than like a world of warcraft very low tier mm-hmm. um fantasy style game i remember playing that for like maybe a month or something I'm like why am i playing this <laughs> and, and i just i just got off of it so but i forgot the name um yeah, yeah. makes sense all right well we're not done with greg at innocent pretty on twitter because he also asked us a question last week that was that actually just missed our recording time but we told him we'd answer it here as well which is a this is a non-mmo question so he also asks, what would you do to learn turn a light gun based game into an RPG? So I don't know how well, like if you were to take the, the concept of bringing a light gun into an RPG, I don't know how well that would work out because um, especially because I would really point to the Wii as a perfect example of this because the Wii, for the most part, the Wii mote was essentially a light gun for a lot of games. Um, but whenever you played an RPG on the Wii, whether it was Xenoblade or The Last Story or Sakura Wars, they didn't really use the Wiimote as like oh. a cursor slash like shooting device essentially on the yeah. screen because they they knew better essentially. Uh, like we did, I, as far as I know of off the top of my head, I don't know if there's a RPG on the Wii, which has like probably the best like like modern light gun technology like that has that uses the Wiimote as a zapper essentially. So yeah. I don't really yeah. know how you would turn that element to an RPG. On the other hand though, if you wanted to take like a light gun franchise, like, you know, house of the dead um, or, you know, something like uh police, like uh time crisis or something like that, then yeah, I think you could probably turn that into an RPG. Um, but how I would approach, you know, using the light gun with like RPG mechanics I really don't know how you would do that. And it would probably feel really weird if you did, especially because like one of the mechanics could be, oh, well, you're too low of a level. So your accuracy is off, for example. So you put the oh, cursor over them, so but you'll miss. Yeah. Like it would just be a feel bad, I think. 
Um, but what do you think about this question, Garrett? Am I off base? What do you think? So when I really like gun, I didn't know that meant, was it like a motion peripheral based yeah. game? Is that, is that what a light gun game is? Okay. Oh, I guess you've never played a light gun game. Have you Garrett? I, I mean, maybe I have a couple of times, but I never refer to it as a light gun. Okay. Yeah. Um, they mostly exist in arcades, but yeah, like anything like duck hunt oh, yeah. okay. or something like that, like the gun, the yeah. NES zapper, for example, is called a light gun. Oh, okay. Okay. Sounds good. Um, turn it into an RPG. Why would you do that? <laughs> <laughs> that that's, yeah. that's my uh, answer to that. But I'm, I'm trying to think here. If I, if I think of the nunchuck and the Wiimote, mm-hmm. I would really try to make it gun-based class RPG. So you would have an SMG type of class. You'll have a assault rifle. You'll have a sniper rifle type of class. And then I think what you can do is instead of making the motions or whatever uh, lean into the RPG, and it's more of the game itself. Yeah. So skills, um, maybe higher accuracy. Maybe you zoom in, zoom in a bit more mm-hmm. on, on a sniper rifle. You get different guns, and you can probably craft a little bit. Um, I, I just think you can heavily lean on more RPG mechanics in the game itself or a light gun-based game to to make a better experience rather than improving the light gun peripheral mechanics itself. Yeah, like just that, forcing a genre yeah. on it that doesn't really, you know, fit. Like instead kind of adding RPG elements to it that, to make it better. Like almost like if they did like a Borderlands light gun game, for example, yeah. and took it to yeah. the elements from Borderlands that make an RPG and then put it into a light gun shooter. I think that you're right. I think that's more what you'd probably want to see rather than again, like a traditional RPG that's played with a yeah. light gun. Like that's probably not yeah. a great idea. Um, not that, but that would like, be tiring too. Cause like RPGs are long yeah. games. Like most they light are. gun games are short. Like you play them yes. in an hour or two because they, you don't want to hold that gun for 60 hours. <laughs> like that's probably not a good idea. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah. So last question. This one's more of a Garrett question, but this is from TPR on Discord. And he asks, mm-hmm. I know it's not an MMO. Well, I guess the Elder Scrolls Online counts, but we got another version of Skyrim again. Yes. Does this compel either of you to check it out? Personally, I couldn't care less about it, but it could be a cool segue to get console peeps deeply entwined with mods even if it's controlled creation club content. So of course, for folks that don't know, I mean, to be fair, it's been a week probably since the announcement by the time you're listening to this, but they announced a new version of Skyrim, another one. And uh, Garrett, uh, I want your excitement levels on this being the Skyrim person of the two of us. What do you think? Yeah, I'm a sucker. Todd Howard. How dare you (laughs) put another version out that, you know, people are going to buy. That's what they're doing. It's like, we know people are going to buy a director's cut. Well, they actually to hang on Garrett. They, he actually Todd Howard mentioned in an interview when they was asked why they, why they're putting out, he said millions of people are still playing Skyrim each week. So that's why we're doing this. So like, he he even admitted it when they announced this, that they're doing this, that that's why they're doing it. I mean, he's not dumb. He was like, this is how we can make money. So this is exactly what we're doing. Um, I'm, I, I'm cautiously optimistic. I, I, you know, I don't expect it to be a, a huge overhaul as like the last reiteration or whatever. I'm interested to see what the mods are mm-hmm. and it's like, okay, what are the hand selected mods that they thought, uh, was appropriate for this anniversary edition, um, and see, uh, what extra flavor they can add to it. But to be honest with you, if you're a PC Skyrim player, mm-hmm. you've seen everything. So I don't know how much excitement you have off of the anniversary edition being a PC player specifically, 
because mm-hmm. there's there's so many different mods. I've seen a video that has like 500 mods on Skyrim and, and, and just working perfectly clean and everything. But for the console player, for the Series X person, for the PS5 player that has not played Elder Scrolls, which there are people that are like that. Um, yeah, I would be excited for this. And, you know, it's it's a it's a fresh coat of paint. It's adding Creation Club content. I think that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think it, it serves a specific audience. Yeah. And of course, it's gonna I'm gonna buy it. Like I, there's gonna be a lot of suckers like me. Is but Game Pass, Gary? It's number. gonna be on Game Pass. It's not just actually. Well, the anniversary edition of this game is not on Game Pass. It serves as an upgrade. Well, uh, I'm just going to pretend it's on Game Pass, Garrett. How's that sound? Well, you can play Skyrim Special Edition uh, with a next-gen port. Yeah, like it's it, you get the next-gen port for free. Yeah, you just the don't anniversary get the edition yeah. is, yeah, that's yeah, different. To be fair, so, there's way too many games yeah. coming out in November for me to want to play Skyrim again. So I'm probably- oh, I'm, I'm not even thinking about it. There's so many other games I'm, I'm looking towards to. New games yeah, to play. Exactly. Well... Garrett, that's all the time we have for this episode of the RPGK. But before we go, Garrett, plugs go. Mm-hmm. You can uh, follow me on Twitter at Bland Explosion. And you can follow me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Bland Explosion. When I, you know, ever play again, now that I don't have my PC anymore, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> I think with my new laptop, I'm able to. But yeah, uh, we'll see how it goes later on this year. Uh, you can also follow me over at the Nintendo Shack, co-host with Rebecca and going to be the new host, uh, new co-host pretty soon. So Is it going to be Larrett Bland, the evil twin we talked about last week's show? <laughs> um, I am n- no comment. Uh, he does not have an evil mustache or anything like that. Oh, no. Uh, yep. You can support it. Uh, support us over at patreon.com slash PSVG. And yeah, that's pretty much it. Very nice, my friend. As for me, you can find me on Twitter at Ryan Turford. You can also find us now on Twitter at Yumi Capri's on Twitter. Yeah. You also find us on YouTube, youtube.com slash Yumi Capri on patreon.com slash Yumi Capri and on podcast services around the globe. So for Garrett Bland, I'm Ryan Turford. This has been episode 14 of the RPG cave and we're out. Bye. The RPG Caves mana is fueled by patrons over at patreon.com slash Yumi Capri. And I want to say thanks to each and every one of our Patreon supporters for all of your support throughout the years, as well as supporting our independent content. And let's start with, I think, our premium producers, Dallas Ford, Lee Navarro, the fearless leader of the Phoenix Overdrive Extra Life team, and Jonathan Brown. You can find his content over at youtube.com slash PM Entertainment. Our platinum producers, Robbie Bobby Mailer and Trucker Sloth. And our gold members, Argo, Brendan Myers, Dallas Robbins, Emily O'Kelly, Heather Boney, James Johnson, Joel Brooks, Jose Jimenez, Mac Time, Benji Kong, Marcus O'Neill, RJ Kern, Dano, Skinny Matt, Mr. and Mrs. Nasty Boots, Foolish Fuji, and Xavier Reyes. Thank you all for all of your support 